0: I'm Don Macholtz, and you are listening to Looking Up with Don. This is the Looking Up with Don podcast, episode number 69, for the week of April 28th, 2021. The related website for this podcast is DonMacholtz.com. That is spelled D O N M A C H H O L Z.com, two H's. What's up in the sky this week? As our week begins on Wednesday, April 28th, the moon is big and bright and up all night. The moon was full early on April 27th, so we would expect that it will still be a major influence in our nighttime skies for the next few days. By week's end, and our week runs from Wednesday through the next Tuesday, by next Tuesday, May 4th, the moon will be rising early in the morning. The moon reaches third quarter the day before, May 3rd. This means that as we go through this coming week, the moon will become less and less of a factor for those observing late into the evening. We are quickly losing Orion and the associated winter Milky Way items in our western sky as astronomical twilight ends. High in the evening sky are the galaxies, running from the Big Dipper area southward through Virgo and into crater Corvus and Hydra. By midnight, the summer Milky Way objects are rising in the east and southeast. These are good nights to get out and observe. In the morning sky on May 3rd, the moon passes south of the planet Saturn. On May 4th and 5th, the moon passes south of Jupiter. This will be a tough one to see, but a challenge for those with binoculars or a telescope In a low western horizon. On May 3rd and 4th, the planet Mercury, fairly bright at magnitude minus 0.8, will be just south of the Pleiades, that is, M45 in the evening sky. This is a horizon hugger, with all of this occurring only 16 degrees from the sun. In other words, You will need to find this grouping while it is still twilight. By the way, a few days later, on May 8th, the brighter planet Venus will pass south of the Pleiades, but that will occur 12 degrees from the sun. Will you be able to see the International Space Station this week, which for our purposes begins Wednesday, April 28th through Tuesday, May 4th? It all depends upon your location. This week, we have four zones. All you need to know is your latitude. Here are two zones north of 55 degrees north latitude and a second zone in the equatorial area, a a wide span, from 40 degrees south to 27 degrees north latitude. No International Space Station this week. It will simply not be in your sky. Again, that's north of 55 degrees north, and a wide area from 40 degrees south through 27 degrees north, no International Space Station. In the Northern Hemisphere, from 27 to 55 degrees north, the ISS will be in your morning sky for the whole week, for many of you, sometimes twice per morning. Those between 27 and 34 degrees will have the International Space Station in your morning sky for only the first few days of the week. In the southern hemisphere, from 40 degrees to 55 degrees south, the ISS will be in your evening sky for most of the week, sometimes twice per night. To determine where it will be in your sky, go to the website heavens-above.com and enter your location, then click on ISS. Comet C/2020 R4 Atlas is now entering our evening sky moving from the constellation Corona Borealis through Bootes to Leo over the next 3 weeks. It is presently magnitude 9 and putting on a great show. Get out there and see Comet Atlas over the next couple of weeks. A finder map for Comet 2020 R4 Atlas can be found on this week's podcast, Podcast 69, Map 3. The positions, that is the right ascension and declination of this comet, can be found on Podcast 66, Map Positions. You can also get the present position of this comet from heavens abovecom We have a meteor shower coming up at the end of this week. On the night of next Tuesday, May 4th to Wednesday morning, May 5th, the Eta Aquariids, particles from Halley's Comet, produce a fine meteor shower. The radiant is in the constellation Aquarius, about 10 degrees north of where Jupiter is now in the sky. This meteor shower is in the morning sky. The radiant... The area from where the meteors appear to come from is just a couple of degrees south of the equator, but the longer nights in the southern hemisphere means they are favored for this shower. You might see between 10 and 15 meteors per hour from the Eta Aquariids. The moon will be south of Jupiter that morning. It will also be about 15 degrees south of the meteor shower radiant. The moon will be about 35% full, but it will be a factor and wash out some of the fainter meteors. Now for the astral class. The moon, our moon. The moon is about 2,200 miles across, which is about 3,500 kilometers. This is 27% the diameter of the Earth, or as we typically say, It's about one-quarter the size of the Earth. The moon averages 239,000 miles from us, which is about 384,000 kilometers. Okay, 39,000 miles. The International Space Station is 260 miles up, so the moon is 915 times farther from us than is the ISS. So if you think those astronauts are close to the moon, they are not. Those satellites that are in geosynchronous orbit, that is, they're so high up in orbit around the Earth that they orbit the Earth once a day and stay in the same part of the sky, they're about 22,000 miles up. The moon is 10 times farther away than those distant satellites. The... 239,000 miles or 384,000 kilometers that the moon is from us, that's only the average. It varies by about 10% closer and 10% farther from that distance. It takes the moon 27.3 days to go around us, that is, when compared to the stars and distant planets. So if the moon is near Jupiter tonight... In 27.3 days, it will be near Jupiter again. As seen from the Earth, the moon appears to be about a half a degree across, and it moves about a half a degree per hour. So if you see an occultation, that is a star or planet goes behind the moon, you know that it will reappear on the other side of the moon in an hour or less. Now the moon, again makes one orbit in 27.3 days. But the moon phases take a bit longer. Let me explain. Let's say that we have a new moon this week, that the moon is more or less between us and the sun. In 27.3 days, the moon will be back again in the same part of the sky. But during the previous 27.3 days, The sun has moved about 30 degrees further down the line, so it will take the the moon two more days to catch up to it. So we go 29.5 days between full moons or new moons. The moon rotates on its axis. We do too in 24 hours, but the moon takes 27.3 days. This means it always shows us the same face. We do not get to see the backside of the Moon from the Earth. We have seen pictures of the backside of the Moon, and believe me, we have the more interesting side. Actually, because the Moon speeds up and slows down a bit as it orbits us, and yet its rotation is steady, We can see a bit more than 50% of the moon in a full month as it appears to wobble back and forth. In all, we can see about 59% of the moon's surface in the course of a month. So there is no dark side of the moon. All sides of the moon are lit by the sun one half at a time. But in 29 and a half days, the sun appears to make one trip around the moon and Everyone on the moon, if there were people on the moon, get two weeks of sunlight and two weeks of darkness. Beginning in 1969, and for the next few years, astronauts from Earth landed on the moon, studied the geology, and did experiments. It has now been nearly 50 years since anyone has visited the moon. Even in light polluted skies, the moon can be observed. When someone gets their first telescope, the moon is often their first target. It looks great in binoculars and will sometimes appear to have a three-dimensional effect. A cell phone can take a very good picture of the moon through almost any telescope. And when we were doing star parties in Northern California, we encouraged our guests to try lunar photography with their phones. After that initial rush of seeing the moon for the first time through a telescope, some amateur astronomers never look at it again. They avoid it. And some look at it every time it's in the sky. Enough of that, but what is on the moon? We have seas, which are the dark areas. It's not really water. It's lowlands and recent lava flows. We have craters most caused by meteors hitting the moon, often millions of years ago. We have mountains and mountain ranges, domes and tunnels on the moon. Because of the slow movement of the terminator, that's the line separating the light and dark parts of the moon where the sun is either rising or setting, we get a different view all the time. The terminator moves across the moon at the equator at a speed of about 10 miles per hour. So as the sun rises and as the sun angle changes, we continually get a new view of the moon. So that's the moon. Get out there and look at it often. Next week I'll discuss eclipses, both solar and lunar eclipses. This week we're going to observe the Sombrero Galaxy, known as M104. This galaxy is plotted on Podcast 69, Map 3. It is faintly visible in binoculars and looks good in a large telescope. The Sombrero Galaxy got its name because it is a spiral galaxy, seen nearly edge-on and with a large central hub, and a few dust lanes, it looks like a sombrero hat. M104 is magnitude 8.8, and it measures seven by four arc minutes in size. It is far away, one of the most distant Messe objects, at 65 million light years. Try to find this object in binoculars. It will be faint and small, but under dark skies it should be visible with the telescope, crank up the magnification. The central hub should become visible, along with some dust lanes along the edge. To recap the podcast, what's up this coming week? The moon is leaving the evening sky, and this gives us some dark sky for some galaxy viewing. Mercury meets the Pleiades in the evening sky, which is a difficult catch. Comet Atlas is up all night in the Northern Hemisphere and we have a meteor shower on the morning of Wednesday, May 5th. You have been listening to Looking Up with Don, podcast episode number 69 for April 28th, 2021. I'm Don Mockholtz. Once again, the related website for this podcast is donmockholtz.com. That is spelled D O N. M-A-C-H-H-O-L-Z dot com, two H's. You can contact me at DonTheAstronomer at gmail.com. Once again, that is DonTheAstronomer at gmail.com. God willing and pod willing, I'll be back next week for another episode of Looking Up with Don. We will discuss what's up in the sky, and in our astro class, we'll learn about eclipses. We'll look at another object in the evening sky. All that and more. Thank you for listening. See the sky this week. I'll see you next week.